The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. This show brought to you by Jersey Ninja. New items added weekly, superior quality products, excellent selection, competitive pricing, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. That's Jersey Ninja at jerseyninja.com. Your source for great quality hockey jerseys and performance wear products. Welcome to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is your Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself. Mike, how are you guys doing? Doing good. Yeah, pretty good. A little sad. Only one week of Ahsoka left. No, 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 no. Well, just uh, uh, to cheer you up, do you know what uh, what this week is? Last week of September. Yep. And do you know what that is? Oktoberfest? Nope. Well, it is in, in Munich. Depending on where you're at. <laughs> oh, in Germany, it is Oktoberfest. It started last week. This is the one-year anniversary of my trip to Florida. Oh, yeah. When I came down to see you guys. Happy Hurricane oh, Day. Instead of the hurricane going to Florida, they've been tra- heading your direction. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, they've been mostly missing us, but... <laughs> Um, check out the homepage, wookieradio.net. Support our affiliates and partners such as Biddy Boomers. Use code WeebyGeeks for 15% off your purchase at biddyboomers.com. Their Bluetooth speakers. Use code Wookie at Rebel Sabers for all your lightsaber needs. And this time it's my fault because I didn't remind Derek <laughs> away from the show. Um, Hanger. Dash 58.com. Use code Wookie Radio for 10% off your purchase there. And I am actually, I may actually become a designer at Hangar 58. Ooh. Yeah. I I submitted some a design, uh, a red and a black version of an Inferno Squad shirt. And uh, I chatted with Jim today. And he's like, Yeah, I thought when you were going to send something, you were going to go logo, you know, just have on, you know, like MS Paint and whatnot, but in Photoshop going logo here, logo go here stripes here this color here because you practically gave me essentially a finished design because i need you to do a few tweaks do those tweaks we'll be ready to go I'm like okay <laughs> so um hopefully some inferno squad shirts coming to hangar 58 in the near future so i Next think you're gonna make some um do some completed designs on some wookie radio shirts at the hangar 58 Ooh, let's figure that one out question is 
would, would hanger would, would Wookiee Radio show shirts work at Hangar Fifty Eight? I don't know in their normal stock. That, that, that's I, I'm not opposed to it. That's that's the only thing that's got me because I thought about it. Right. But but I am thinking smuggler shirt. I am trying to figure out how to do something based around smugglers. Some with the smugglers three. Yeah, and I may do that as one of the variants and do uh, the smuggler logo with the three in it. You know, like a you know as a nod to us. See if I can get away with that one. Um, yeah, I'm also. Trying to figure out a uh, Calcastus uh, Jedi Survivor and Calcastus uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order shirt as well. And then now I'm thinking, because we were talking before show, they're going to be doing a Calcastus Imperial Officer variant. M- maybe doing that as a third jersey, or third jersey, as a third shirt variant. Do like the, the Officer Gray and have his rank pips on the front, but still have the other striping or whatnot that I come up with on the sleeves. You no, know, on the shoulders, but do the imperial officer with the with his rank ups. So I got some ideas, bro. The first one I wanted to do was the Inferno Squad, which I wish they made Inferno Squad in the Vintage Collection. They haven't, but I wish they did. They do in uh, Black Series. I may go back and try to find find the two figures from Black Series, maybe one or and maybe a couple of the other Thai pilots, but I haven't decided yet. Um, also, too. Check out JerseyNinja.com. Uh, they are a new sponsor of the show. Oh, yeah? Yep. I haven't so, heard of that one yet. You've heard of Jersey Ninja. We gave away one of their jerseys a while back. Oh, okay. Millennium Falcon Kessel Run jersey. I didn't get one, so it doesn't count. Okay. I, let, let me see what I can do. <laughs> would you want that, or would you want Black Santa? He has a, well, go check out JerseyNinja.com. I'm heading there now. And <laughs> their Star Wars stuff is under uh, TVs and movies. They got some great stuff. Jersey. We'll talk after show. Um, and they are like when we do the good, the bad, and the nitpicky, it will be sponsored by Jersey Ninja ah. as well. So, oh, there's just hockey jerseys. Uh, he also has sweatshirts and uh, I think tank tops. Ah, so he needs some baseball jerseys. I will let him know that. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I'm not a big hockey guy, and uh, some big guys like hockey jerseys just because it's, it's for me. It just makes me look bigger. Yeah, I, not, I, I always, I always have been like zippers, and buttons. I, I always have been a fan of hockey, hockey jerseys. I was wearing them throughout high school. But you play hockey too? Well, at the, play, time, at the time, at the time I didn't. At the time I didn't, but I am now. So, uh, so yeah, check them out. Um, we're gonna get into, like I said, we're we are gonna get into uh, the good, the bad, and the nitpicky. Sponsored by Jersey Ninja. Uh, we are also gonna do our dark side, light side ratings for this week's episode. Um, uh, Ahsoka, which is uh, darkness and madness. Is that what it's called? I believe something so. like that. I know it's something with madness. I know. Shame on me. Dreams and madness. There we go. Dreams of madness. Um, but before we get there, uh, we are going to cover a few things, uh, such as Star Wars Jedi 3 officially announced. Uh, following 2019's Jedi Fallen Order and the sequel Jedi Survivor, a new third game is officially in the works. Uh, the uh, Yeah, the extent he had to say uh, about the next installment, um, he doesn't, they don't put the quote. Yeah, he was basically just said, said that it's coming as far as I know, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I saw. Well, if you go to comicbook.com from the Ocala Comic Con, don't tell me that was up the road for me and I missed it. I'm, I'm going to tick it. Well, how many Ocalas are there? I don't know, but there is an Ocala, Florida. Yeah. And yes, it was this past weekend or this, this past, yeah, it was this past weekend. I totally missed it. I known he was going to be there. This is one that just totally missed my radar. Now I'm going to have to add it to 
It's okay. Happen. It's okay. Okay. Uh, I do want to, Cameron, if you are listening to the show, I would love to get you on the show. But I know with the recent SAG strike, now adding digital content to it to incorporate video game voice actors, you're not going to get him on for a while. So we can't talk mm. about the stuff he's done. And I respect that. I do respect Well, we'll see. Uh, the writer's strike is over. Yep. Yeah. So, we'll so but is it officially over or is it ending? I believe it's ending. I'm not sure. I don't. It's. I don't think it's over. Over, but it is ending. That's yeah. great. It doesn't because last I heard, they've uh, they've almost not done any talking to the actors. Yeah, I know. Not even started negotiations with that. Hopefully, that will change. Well, there's uh, already two strikes, and um, there's possibly a third strike coming for the actors. So what, what, they're getting ready to um, go on strike officially against the video games. That's already started. Not yet. Yeah, it's already started. Oh, then it was authorized. It was authorized last night. So yeah, they probably went right up in it then. Yeah, I I, I saw it. Saw news uh, from various people who I know that are video game voice actors uh, stating that they're now part of the strike. Uh, I believe Steve Stanton's one of those. Steven Stanton. Yeah. So, uh, also too, Fortnite is adding an Ahsoka skin, powers, and more to their game. Um, Fortnite, even though it's not a game that I've really gotten into, they I've have, never played. It. I, I've never played it. They have been pretty good about tying in uh, pop culture stuff because uh, they have also added in the past characters from popular anime, from Marvel, and other Star Wars series. So was it was it Fortnite or one of the other games that they announced the or they they teased the return of Palpatine for Rise of Skywalker? That was Fortnite. That was Fortnite. Yeah, it was yeah, right. They made that the big announcement across the whole Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, because they also did something with uh, Endgame where they had one area that was looked like Captain America's shield. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Uh, also, two coming up. Uh, this is actually from StarWars.com. And actually, before I go any further, I got I just remembered. Check out, if you have an Ollie's near you, check them out. Apparently, Trapper Wolf's X-Wing pilot helmet for 30 bucks. Nice. I don't have one. I am seriously looking at going, just trying to get it. I have to look at it. We'll have to go out this weekend. And I'm also looking at, like, hangers to, to mount so I can put my helmets on the wall now instead of having them on my computer desk since I'm actually looking at getting a second one. But uh, getting back, this is from StarWars.com. The enduring legacies of Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, and The Force Unleashed. Uh, Lucasfilm Games' Matthew Philbrandt takes a look back at the two video game classics as they celebrate milestones. I have both of these. I need to actually sit down and play through them. I need to go back and f- I need to finish Forced Unleashed before I continue yeah. on with Forced Unleashed 2. I, uh, think I, have, I think I have Jedi Knight. Jedi Academy. Uh, there was another one that read. Oh, yeah, because this was okay. I'm getting ahead of myself because it says so. It states in the story. Um, <laughs> two such titles that recently celebrated anniversaries: Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, and The Force Unleashed are marking 20 and 15 years respectively, and continuing to resonate. Jedi Academy was the fifth entry in a first-person shooter series that started with Dark Forces. Yes. Dark Forces made a huge splash in gaming when it first came out. Yeah, because it, it was a mix of movie and, and digital. Yeah, that and it was um, it was so 
early in the first person shooter genre. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had Wolfenstein, you had Doom, then there was Dark Forces. And if you want to talk about a franchise that really um, highlighted the growth of first person shooters to the gaming community, it was Dark Forces. Mm-hmm. Because as, as yeah. Doom kept expanding, it still kind of kept looking the same. Whereas Dark Forces kept expanding and it kept getting better and better. Better. Um, Those interesting dark for the dark forces. Starting with that, it'd be interesting for um, re-release with the um, upgraded everything. Yeah, they are doing a re-release for dark forces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do remember hearing about that. I think we talked about it over on Weeby Geeks briefly. Okay, have, have yeah, we got I think any we did. updates on um, Nice Little Republic at all? Keepers. No, we do not have dates. The, the question is going to be with dark forces because that's where we started. Saw the dark. Isn't that where we saw? the dark trooper for the first time it was one of those games um i wonder if they would up, uh-huh. update the dark troopers to to the new new look from what we have canon and if they're going to so- possibly turn dark forces series into canon if they don't would we be interested in seeing a dark forces series inspired by the games on disney plus that could be interesting i don't know it's a cool story, but um, I don't see them taking the. Um, I don't know. It, it could lead right up to Luke's, Although, Luke's, you know, Luke's Academy. Yeah. Well, we said earlier how um, it's very, very rare that we've ever seen a character. I don't know. I think this was before the show that we're, that uh, to see a character out of video games going into any other media. Yeah. Well, Dark Forces series is a character that did jump media. Yeah. Because Kyle Katarn went from these games to the comics and the um, novels. Yep. And we've not seen him in live action or animation, but it did cross over. But there, there's still a lot of speculation that uh, the Star Wars Outlaws game. I'm sorry, I did, had some guy going with a motorcycle. What was that? That the uh, Star Wars Outlaws. Yeah. That that's Kyle Katan and in, in that. That'd be interesting. Well, and what and what it is is when they um anybody who did, hasn't read the old expanded universe, Kyle Katarn didn't just they made a couple of Dark Forces books. Yeah. But he was actually put into the mainstream um, novel canon. He was part of the Jedi Order. Correct. The new Jedi Order. Uh, now, Force Unleashed was a major undertaking story-wise uh, and with technology, uh, telling an original tale of Darth Vader's secret apprentice, Starkiller, who later we know as Galen Merrick. Uh, and with, with combat and Force elements never seen before in a game, uh, both came from LucasArts, now Lucasfilm Games, and remain beloved, seeing re-releases and remastered through, throughout the years that bring bring them to new generations. I remember at the time, the big thing for that game was the uh, the part where you have to bring down a Star Destroyer using yeah. the Force. Yeah. That was hard. And then haven't we seen something similar, though, uh, in the seen that ability uh, either in the shows or in either anime uh, or live action? That was in... Uh, Rise of Skywalker, I believe. Ray did it, right? But it wasn't a Star Destroyer. Um, so Jedi Knight, Jedi Kami, why was it highly anticipated? Uh, according to to Matthew, uh, in my mind, one of the things that stands out about Jedi Academy is the lineage of the franchise. It started with Dark Forces, Dark Forces Two, moved up to Jedi Knight, Jedi Knight Two, and then Jedi Academy. Uh, was was tying up a very successful franchise. Although Dark Forces started off as a first person shooter and then ultimately became both a first and third person experience throughout the history of those games. Um, it really gave players an opportunity to immerse themselves in both fantasy fulfillment of blaster combat using a lightsaber using force power and the flexibility to play in their way 
in either mode. I agree. And it was also one of the first games I think that ever gave you the option of going light side or dark side, depending on what you do in the game. Mm. Yeah. I love the fact that you got to battle all Rancor. Oh, yeah. And this is what yeah. it is. So Force Unleashed. Um, in a lot of ways, video games tend to be hyper-realistic. Again, this is a quote from Matthew. Uh, take what fans know about the Star Wars movies, where you have lightsabers and force powers and a lot of over-the-top action. Video game that has to kind of take that and even go further because of the needs for character progression and leveling up their skills and abilities. The idea of unleashing the force lends itself very well to what players want out of video games. I think force the force unleash purely from a gameplay standpoint, the third person action element of it really paid off in that strong way of letting players experience and push the limits of what they've seen force wielders do with the force in any medium. It also had a compelling story that started to bridge the gap between the prequels and the classic trilogy. It gave players a glimpse of what characters like Darth Vader were doing between the films, what other characters were doing that might might intersect with the franchise. So uh, I think one of the characters is we kind of see, Bo, you know, well, we do see Boba Fett appear. Does he appear in the first game or the second game? I don't remember. I don't I, remember. I've never played through. I have them both, but like I said, I've not played through them yet. But having having Boba Fett appear and with all this still being pre, definitely pre-Empire, pre Pre Rogue One, even uh, it shows how you know. Yes, Vader has used Boba Fett before to mm-hmm. kind of help tie in tie in that backstory a little bit of the reaction between Boba and Vader in uh, Empire. In Empire, thank you. Well, remember when Vader points him out specifically and says no disintegration. So he's disintegrated some people for Vader before. Right. And the and the fan theory is well, he disintegrated uh, Owen and Baru. No, because they still existed. For me, I think disintegration. I think totally, absolutely gone. Yeah, the stormtroopers, yeah. Owen and Baru. Sure. So, um, so yeah, that's it for the stories. Let's head right into the good, the bad, the nitpicky. Brought to you by Jersey Ninja. So take it away, Derek. All right. So good, the bad, and nitpicky. Something I brought over from my podcast, Keepers of the Fringe, and that is where we discuss uh, something we like, stuff we really liked. Something that we really didn't like, perhaps, and some little stuff that didn't really affect our enjoyment of this, the episode, but did kind of uh, get on our nerves a little bit. And, uh, of course, we like to go uh, backwards so that we start with the nitpickies and end with the good. So, let's get to the nitpickies. Uh, Anybody have any nitpickies? I'm working on that. I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking. If you have one, go ahead. Start us off. Um, I think for me, my nitpicky, uh, and this might be, this might be more on me personally than the actual episode, but I'm still, I'm still not totally feeling Ezra as Ezra. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Especially when here they are going into battle. Sabine's like, here's your saber. No, I gave it to you. It's your saber. Well, you use it. You're better at it than I am. Yeah, it's almost like he went off and completed his training with some master where he's fully enlightened and all this stuff. And we didn't see any of that. And as far as we know, he's out on this planet with nobody else around. So who taught him? Yeah. 
He's like all serene and like full Jedi mode or something. And it's like, he's never met anybody but Kanan. Could he have trained with that? Could he have trained with Kanan through through the force? Possibly. But this is, that's not the type of Jedi Kanan was because remember Kanan never finished his training either. So he was never really all that serene and um, like uh, almost space hippie. Yeah. Yeah. uh, There's a lot of what the classic Jedi idea is, was almost like a space hippie. He's sitting back just, Hey man, (laughs) just relax and let the force flow. It's a Qui-Gon style. Yeah, man. But um, that's that's the vibe I'm getting from Ezra, which is totally different than we've ever seen from this character. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Wait, wait, and it's, wait. It, if Kanan trained him, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that. But with Ezra, right. it's four twenty all the time. <laughs> Didn't you know that's the planet he's on? It's the Force four twenty. Good stuff. Um, for me, my nitpicky is the the relationship now between uh, Balin and Shin, and how Balin is. It it's not. To me, I feel like they've done a complete character character spin on him, and that he's he's completely changed from from where he was in the beginning, what we were expecting in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mercenary, this now is like uh, no, but it's like he's um, but with he's, the, I'm not a Jedi, but he's still a Jedi. But with the change, uh, that that's part of my good though. It's just I'm nitpicky about this, but. Okay, that's uh, that's my good, but it's a nitpicky and a good, and I'll save the good part for when we hit the good. Yeah, that, that's really no all. Other, I, no other nitpickies. Then my only other nitpicky is Enoch. This episode, we keep seeing him more in hologram <laughs> in the hologram form than we do in person. So where is he? Well, he's probably still down um, supervising he, the loading of those coffins. Yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe. Although, um, this would probably go into good and nitpicky somewhere in there, but um, the hologram version of Anakin in this one helped it, I think. Yes. Because it's not as blatantly noticeable that they de-aged him and stuff because he's in hologram form. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the going hologram gram form, they could ease up on some of that. Is the other- make it look more realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and interesting to my mind is I always had the question of how are we going to see Anakin come back? And we've actually seen him as a hologram, as a flashback. <laughs> we haven't as a as a as a figment of Ahsoka's memory. The only as thing well. we haven't really seen officially is uh, Force Ghost. Yes, we may see that at the end of the next episode. We may. We to the end of this since it was one episode left. After we're done with all this, before the end of the show, our predictions for next week. Yeah, yeah. Because there's one episode left. What do we want to see before they finish this season? So I didn't have any nitpickies or um or any um really bad. For me, it was like this had a lot of action in this episode, but it was almost like an episode that was just there. It was good. I mean, there was nothing wrong with it. There was nothing really that bothered me. But it wasn't one that got me all jumping up and down and going bananas. You know what I mean? There's yeah, I get good stuff in it, but it was with what we've seen and with one episode left, it's almost like this was just it was here. <laughs> For me, my only bad was uh, Night Mothers. How we need to find Ahsoka. Okay, cool. I'm gonna stand around, and then they use their like. Well, if they could do, if they've got all this, why couldn't they do other things? They probably can do other things. They do whatever Thrawn tells them tells them to do. I, I am my my bad is, and it's the only bad I've got, and it's just, and it's now based on this episode is I don't understand how the the night mothers are being used. Yeah, where where exactly their place is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I, I think it's we had it right nail on the head last week, and a lot of people on the internet, everybody's flipping out, saying about this about the um, Death Troopers. I think their place in this is raising the new army of stormtroopers that he has sitting in the hold. Oh yeah, I think those pieces were coffins. Yeah, those yeah. Bodies. No, we, that, well, we their purpose is to raise those bodies when they get back. Well, we we called that a couple of weeks ago when we first yeah. see them. Is like these are the the night troopers are are what used to be called death troopers. Mm-hmm. But I think so, that's their purpose on the show. Is there? Um, I mean, other than just the magic side of it, um, given Thrawn his own version of the Force users, but their purpose is going to be for raising those troops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I think the only the only real bad thing for me was the the episode length. It uh, it clocked in at around four, just under forty five minutes, and that's including all the um. Credits. credits and everything. Yeah. It did uh, kind of end abruptly. Yeah. yeah. That's the there, thing for the show in general. Every episode felt like that. Like it's going, going, all of a sudden, boom, done. Wait, what, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute, what? Now, I, I, I was I was pleased with the pacing of this show. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, overall, yeah. It's a fast-paced show. Even when it slows down, it's still moving fast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and even it seems like when it when it is slowing down, it's it's the right it's the right time for it to slow down because it's giving you a chance to recover as a watcher or as a viewer. You get a chance Mm -hmm. to. okay, got a lot, got a lot, got a lot. Now we're going to ease up. Actually, that made that there makes almost a lot of sense with my comment about the, the show just being there. This may be the um, relax for a second before we hit the final episode is going to go bananas again. Could be. Yeah. Well, there, there were some great bananas moments in this one. Yeah. Um, but like I said, yeah, you know, the, ebb, the ebb and flow was was ideal. And I think it was in last week's episode as well. Um, I have not been disappointed with the pacing of the last last few episodes. Yeah. Uh, it, it's and, and we knew there was going to be that possibility that that's what was going to happen. And I'm OK with that because, you know, we we knew you know, the series was going to start off a little, little slow because of the, for those who hadn't watched Rebels or Clone Wars, they were getting, there was backstory that needed to be told. Mm-hmm. And, and then they had to establish the new characters, which I think they established the new characters very, very well for those first few episodes. And then unlike Secret Wars or Secret Invasion with Marvel, they went right mm-hmm. to the meat of the story, hard and heavy. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, even if this was had been episode eight and they announced that there was going to be a second season, as much as I would have hated the fact that it was a cliffhanger like this, I would have been happy with it. Mm-hmm. We don't have any official word on season two, do we? No, but I don't see how we're not in season two. Yeah, I have a feeling that we're going to get a uh, we're going to get the cliffhanger that's going to lead to season two. Yeah, I I, I think so as well. The only answers to one person. I'm sure he can do whatever he wants. Mm. Yeah, the only person, and even with that person, he only has to answer to them about money. Mm-hmm. That's Kathleen Kennedy, exactly. But after this series, I do agree with a lot of people. Just let let Filoni take control. He has most of the story control now. He he has most. Um, but I I still think Filoni and I I am still liking this partnership of Filoni and Favreau. Mm-hmm. That yeah. right there. It's not official, but it almost looks like Lucasfilm is, um, since Disney took over, Lucasfilm has been trying to keep the movies and TV separate somewhat. Let the movies do what they're going to do, and then let the TVs be a totally separate thing, because we got a cohesive thing working with the TV, but the movies really kind of didn't fit exactly with that. Well, Rogue One, yes, Solo, movies. Rogue One, yes, fits, Solo fits, the sequel trilogy 
They were just rushed. We've been we that many yeah, minutes. Sequel trilogy just did not. I mean, great no, Star Wars content, but it just it just wasn't to me. Keep Force Awakens, and if you were to redo anything, rethink, go from Force Awakens and redo the other two. But at this point in time, don't redo the other two because they're out there. Yeah, yeah. I think the problem. Learn how to work around it. With the with the sequels was there's no cohesion. That they didn't have like a it was. They didn't have, like, a storyline going through it. Yeah. I mean, they did, but, you know, like, they didn't, like, here's what's going to happen. And then, like, they just kind of, J.J. did Force Awakens and then was like, okay, here you go. Do what you want with that. And then. uh, And see, and we've talked about that, too. The mistake J.J. made there was he should have outlined, if if this is his concept of the trilogy, he should have made the outline of where it should go before he handed it off to the other directors. That way they had something to work off of and tweak, mm-hmm. and, and, tweak and adjust from there, but still eventually get to that final end goal. And they didn't. And then Abrams wasn't, I mean, he was involved a little bit as more, it felt like more as a consultant for Last Jedi, which I will mark this day, guys, I'm telling you. Mark the day and time. The more I have seen it, I think The Last Jedi is a much better film than I I give it. (laughs) Welcome to the dark side. (laughs) I'm still waiting on my cookies. Um, But I'm still not a fan of the whole Code Breaker storyline. No. Well, see, I like The Last Jedi. I like there's a lot in it that I like. There's a lot in it that I don't like. The whole Mary Poppins thing, yeah, uh, thing that I could have done without. Disney in general was enjoying that, enjoying putting Mary Poppins everywhere. Yeah, they got him, got her in Star Wars. They put her in Guardians of the Galaxy. They put her, yeah, right. But but I liked some of the ideas that uh, Ryan Johnson put forth in that movie. Yes, and, and uh, that's why you know I, I kind of like like, but yeah, like the Code Breaker thing. Was didn't didn't was kind of pointless. Didn't I, work. I think that but, hurt BB. I hurt that hurt BB 8s character more than it helped as well. Uh, quite possibly, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I almost it's almost one of those. I'd almost rather see what Ryan Johnson would have done with the last film instead of going yeah. back to yeah. Okay, you let go with this other guy. Cool. Let's get Ryan Johnson. Well, he's not available yet. Fine. We wait. Mm. I'm okay with waiting. We wait. Yeah. Don't put it back on J.J. Abrams. She's going, well, this isn't where I wanted to go. Well, you didn't write where you wanted to go. Yeah. But. And then he just. But what are came. we. But what are we getting with the series? With Favreau, with Filoni, Mandalorian. We have a direction we're going. Mm-hmm. Then it heads. Then we bring in Book of Boba Fett. And that still ties in. Now we're getting Ahsoka. And with this episode. We have the tie-in now of where we are timeline-wise with that episode with Mandalorian Season 3. Because when Hera's in front of the council, the, the Mandalorian incident is brought up and Gideon. Yes. Yeah, we, actually, we need to get into that anyway, get into our goods, because I think that whole um, <laughs> yeah, trial done, was yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. But and you see Akbar sitting there right beside um, Ziono? Was that Akbar or was that a yeah. different Mal Calamari? Security Council. What other Calamari would be sitting on the Security Council? <laughs> I don't know. There could be another. That was Admiral Akbar. No, that was Admiral Bakar. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and I was waiting because well, how about that cameo for C-3PO though? Oh, we, we haven't gotten to the good yet. We're still talking That's bad. We're at. No, oh, we're not good. All right. Oh, you're, not, you're not done with your bad? No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, well. Mike didn't like it. This may get our first negative numbers on the um, ratings. No, my at this point in time, my bad's not really about the show. It's about what's going on. Um, no, okay. We're talking about the show I mean, though. But I mean, let's, let's, you know, Skeleton Crew is supposed to tie into all this as well. If Favreau and Filoni are are brainstorming together, and now we know that Filoni's going to be doing his first feature film based around the events of the Mandoverse. Which I like because that shows he does have an endgame. Yes. That's why we've gotten the extra seasons of Clone Wars, either on Netflix or on Disney+, Plus, because he was given the opportunity to finish his stories that he mm-hmm. wanted. Rebels ended the way he it did because he knew he wasn't going to get a fifth season and he was able, and he, he knew that ahead of time and was able to finish the story the way he wanted to finish it, which I think is great. Now, yes, he was tied with resistance, but I don't think he, he really was involved in the story there and that was just filler to lead us help tell another part of the story that ties in with Force Awakens into Last Jedi. Yeah, I didn't, I never... I would not like that does not resistance does not say Filoni to me. No, it doesn't. I mean, some great casting. Don't get me wrong, but it, it was not a it, it was just a Filoni produced. It was not a, did not feel like a normal Filoni story. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, there's an end game. And I think that's what we're seeing work with the Disney Plus series. And now with him head of creative, hopefully this is what we get with these new movies is that they will still all tie into each other and tie into the saga. Right. And they will do it in their own way. But the sequel trilogy, there was no end game. And that was a that was a disaster. Mm-hmm. So, all righty, I'm done. Let's, let's hit the good. Okay, now let's, <laughs> let's get to the good stuff. Um, we just our way through the episode, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, well, that courtroom scene was awesome. The cameos in there, seeing Akbar, seeing 3PO. Seeing Seeing Zono put in his place. Yeah. <laughs> I see that um, Leia still has um, just as much sway now as she did during uh, during the rebellion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's basically one person that can outvote her as it looks like right now, and that's Mon Mothma. And usually mm-hmm. she's on Leia's side. Well, she's, she was, but she still had to go up to her and question. Like, mm-hmm. You pulled a fast one, didn't you? <laughs> essentially, yeah. But well, that's the difference that Mon Mothma worked with was part of the rebellion and she understood the way things worked then. And she knows now from uh, being part of the old Republic Senate, the Galactic or the um, Imperial Senate, she knows the way the government needs to work also. Right. Right. But she's also very aware. Sometimes you got to do some of this behind the back stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, guys like um, Senator Ziono really. the vibe I get off of him, he's a brand new senator. He was not part of the government no. before this. Yeah. So yeah. he knows what the books, the way the book says you're supposed to do it. Right. And it makes you wonder, you see him and then we see future with, with Kaz and resistance. Like how did, how did Kaz get the attitude he did being raised by, by that coward? <laughs> You've never seen someone rebel, rebel against their parents. But it doesn't yeah, really. seem like he was one that rebelled against his parents though. And we don't know what his mother was like. Oh, this is true too. Right. Howard? <laughs> Kaz? Someone's at the door, Kaz. Did you leave my cookies on the tub? <laughs> but no, that, and I was, 
Well, no, I'm, I'm waiting for our predictions for next episode to, to ask that question because we've got a lot of name dropping from Senator Organa in this. Oh, yeah. Uh, my good that I referenced earlier, that was part of my nitpicky. I'm loving how Balin is almost fitting in that same realm as Dooku. Kind of. Yeah. There's a it's lot a of similarities between Balin and Dooku in this. It almost feels like Balin's even more reluctant to use the dark side, though. He'll do it, but it's not something, it's not his go to. Yeah. Dooku yeah. was fully a Sith Lord. No, he was not. Or he was fully Sith. He may not have been a Sith Lord, but he had, he was bought all in. No. He was bought no, no. Because if he, if he was all in, he would have gone by, by Darth Tyrannus more. And he rarely no, ever used went, that name. He went by Darth Tyrannus when it was him and Sidious, when the people he knew knew about it. Remember, he was, um, Dooku was a disguise also. No one was supposed to know he was a Sith Lord. Right, but he he did so not. So he couldn't call himself he, Darth Tyrannus. <laughs> but he did not. He did not embrace the Darth Tyrannus name. He he really never did. I don't know. That's the thing. That the, the books have filled in a lot of the backstory before. Right. He right. goes dark side after he because start, goes to the Sith. It doesn't fill in much. He 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 still but prefers. We don't know what he actually was feeling. He still prefers Dooku, and he 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 went more political. Yeah. With his stuff, he 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 didn't fully embrace. The dark side because if he did why would he attempt to try and save and sway obi-wan twice i think he was that was all part of the manipulation he was I trying to i don't think so doubt into obi-wan i don't think so and it could well you gotta think the idea of the sith they're always looking for an apprentice so right. he may have been hoping to switch the obi-wan to switch sides and join him well he even asked obi-wan to join him i took that as the same thing as the emperor trying to um, get luke to join him or vader <laughs> Yeah. They're always looking for the next guy underneath you that's going to try to kill you later. Yeah, but, but also, too, remember, Duca was never motivated by a hatred or fear, though. He, he, I mean, his, his desire still was a peaceful galaxy, no matter how it was done. But there was he, he wasn't driven by hatred or fear. Manipulation, yeah, not hatred or fear. And I'm, I'm kind of seeing that same thing. I don't know. He might have felt some hatred for the the corrupt system and everything. Well, but he felt the same way uh, about the Jedi as well. The Jedi and the Sith. He felt both were corrupt. And if anything, he want he wanted to eliminate both sides. Well, kind of almost seeing the same thing with Balin. Possibly. I'm still seeing Balin is, uh, Balin has moved, has moved less away from the Jedi than where Dooku was. I will agree with that. I will agree with that. Balin is the closest to the center line I think that we've ever seen, where he uses both sides. I think Balin's looking for, like, ultimate power. Yeah. Balin, I almost see as chaotic neutral. Mm. And I see, I see yeah. Dooku, and I see Dooku as more lawful evil. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, there's still chaos, chaos there within Balin. Yeah, and do you blame him? Surviving Order sixty six, seeing potentially seeing your master executed. If if we're assuming he was still an apprentice during that time, I think he was actually a full Jedi. If you look at it his could age be. now, could be. I think he was yeah, a Jedi. He was a young Jedi, but he was still fully a Jedi. I think at that point. The yeah. thing I'm the thing I'm wondering is um, now where yeah, does which, his story end? Actually, I th you're you're right. He would be because uh, Thrawn refers to him as General Balin Skull, mm -hmm. and, and it, only full Jedi's were were granted general. Princes were commanders. We'll get into where we think his uh, story is after we get done when we go to what we're doing possibly for next week. But the whole relationship with him and and Shin, Shin, Shin you go do this. This is this is your path. This is your yeah. Shin is more Sith than than anything. She is all anger and chaos. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Which is not the way Balin's 
trained her, but he hasn't done anything to correct her either. Yeah. And then I think in this episode, um, she kind of feels like he might be abandoning her. So that will probably affect her anger as well. Yeah. I still think somewhere out of all this, we're going to get the creation of the Knights of Ren. And I, I may have been wrong in the beginning. Maybe it's Shin that's the one that start, ends up leading the, the start of the Knights and not Balin. Yeah, well, well, when you get into what we're, the ideas of Balin is, I don't think he's going to start anything after this. Mm-hmm. No. Well, we also know the character. Um, they, if they don't recast him, the character can't do anything else anyway. Right. Sadly, yes. So, but I'm leaning. The closer we get to the end, the more I'm thinking Balin was a one uh, one season character anyway. I think so. I, I think it's going to involve more Shin from this point forward, mm-hmm. especially with with the way he was willing to to take a sacrifice in, in this latest battle with Ahsoka. Yeah, that he he was prepared to die if needed be. And that he wasn't he wasn't battling to with the end goal of trying to kill Ahsoka. If it happened, great. But if he if his death occurred, he was fine with that. What you got, Derek? I was gonna say, speaking of the battles, I, I really enjoyed the various uses of force powers in in this episode. Yeah, yeah. During the battles, I think it, it's not always something you see all the time, and it's, it was really cool. And still, if you watch those battles. I'm still not sure whether Sabine can actually touch in on the force or not. Right. No, see, this is where I disagree. I think we do see she's able to, because she had a little bit of an awakening. When? When Ahsoka reached out to her. Uh, I and, don't and know. She, and she heard it. Because we've had examples of other characters being um, getting intuitions from Jedi also. The only other one I could think of would be Leia. I thought I was trying to think somewhere um, Han got a flash from someone. No. Not in the movies. I don't think so. Remember, or if if not, well, we know she does have Metaclorian encounter enough to touch the force somehow, because even Hugh Yang said that, um, she's got the lowest force potential he's ever seen in a candidate. Right, but mm-hmm. that means she, there there is something there. Yep. but I don't think she can use the force. I don't think I, she's I, trained it enough to be able to. I think so because I want to say during the battle she she's able to force push, but it's not far because I, Ezra had to yeah. come in behind her and and make it further with the one trooper yeah i don't think she or with the one did. raider i thought she did i i, I know she has found her awake because See, i took that her when con- she heard ahsoka it wasn't an awakening of anything in her it was her realizing ahsoka's alive yeah that's all i saw with that but she if you remember ahsoka tried before to reach out to her and, she, and there were there was no connection it wasn't until everything that happened with ahsoka's near death and, and the whole vision where she lets her finally lets herself go of whatever was holding her back with Anakin. I think that was more about Ahsoka than it was about Sabine. Yeah. But it strengthened the bond between master and apprentice because even who Yangos do you think is going to work? Because he even questions her reaching out to her. So when it worked, I mean, you, you see it on now Sabine's taking it as more of is she really alive or is she just reaching out from the dead not realizing it it's force connection but i it, didn't it, get that either it was a, i i i got it as it, it was a sabine getting her awakening see yeah i'm watching the fight now and i'm not i'm not seeing her do anything that force related at all okay. as I, I mean i'm not to the end of the fight yet but see 
I, I want to say it was right right near the beginning with the Raiders. No, there's nothing at the beginning that had a force push of anything from her. The closest thing is here. She's got hand to hand with a guy with two hammers, but she's just dodging and deflecting. Then she kicks on the lightsaber and cuts him down. Right. Oh, that was cool. When Ezra, um, when Shin swings her lightsaber and Ezra stops it with the force and they actually did, yes. um, in the animation of the lightsaber, they actually, um, warped it a little bit. Yeah. Yes. I noticed that. Yeah. That was awesome. Oh uh, yeah. Are they enhancing the actor who plays Ezra's eyes? So they're super bright blue. I was thinking they were doing that too. Kind of tune. Yeah, I was it could, wondering. It could be. They, they very well may be. Another good is the um the troop transports. Yeah. From Rebels. The gunships yep. directly from Rebels, yeah. 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 I, I found it weird, too, how the troopers, there wasn't a commander. It was that drone that controlled the troops. I'm like, uh-huh. yes. Okay, so I wonder if there's chips or something within the heads that allows it to respond to the, the drones, allows them to respond to the drones more. I know, or the drone is just relaying the commands. That too. Well, I think it's doing both. So, but no, I, I really, I really, really enjoyed seeing that. It's like, call them back. Okay, they're being called back. <laughs> it's like, you see this trooper stop, look up. Oh, okay, time to get back on the ships. And then Shin's yeah. like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Because obviously she can't hear it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, 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 I was, I was, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that part as well. That that whole battle sequence was pretty good yeah. with the Raiders, yeah. with the, with the night troopers, everything. It, it, it really was enjoyable. Mm. And, it, and I have to say, I know Melissa and Zoe haven't seen it yet, but Zoe was one of her favorite Disney movies is Tangled. And of course, Rapunzel, her weapon of choice is a frying pan or skill or like yeah. cast yeah. iron skillet. When I saw that, the naughty used, the skillet <laughs> on the Raider. I'm like, mm-hmm. if Zoe doesn't go see Rapunzel was right, I will be disappointed. <laughs> I do love these little huts that basically just are vehicles also. Yeah. Yeah. Vicky was thinking they were like, um, we call them potato bugs here, but the little armored, armored yeah, potato bugs, roly polies, yeah. potato bugs. Yeah. 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 That's what these look like. Yeah. No, I, 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 I've been personally, I mean, this is definitely a, a favorite episode. So, um, so I guess let's get into, uh, dark side, light side. Sorry. I was caught up in the battle here. <laughs> <laughs> so it is time for the ratings on uh, here from the smugglers three, the dark side versus the light side. Now our rating system works a little bit differently. I sold it. I actually stole this fair and square from Mr. Michael Rosenbaum and it, he <laughs> calls the Rosenbaum rating system. We ours is the light side, the dark side. And in our rating system starts dead center with the zero is a heater right down the middle. This was just, it wasn't fantastic. It wasn't terrible. It was just, it was there. It was good. I mean, it was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. It was just, it was a decent episode. No midichlorians at all. Huh? No midichlorians at all. That's right. Well, you go to a plus three is um, the best thing you've ever seen on TV. If you've never seen Star Wars before, this is the one you need to watch. And the negative one is this should never made it off of the writing writers. Negative three. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The negative three, the the writer should never have turned this one in. (laughs) Negative three. There's a reason why they went on strike. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so what do we got guys? I got to give this one 2.5 again. I I thought the action was just right. I thought the pacing was perfect for what it was. Um, The the laws were, were put in the right spot. It just, this felt like a, to me, I mean, a lot of people said last week felt like a Star Wars show. This felt like a Star Wars show. This felt like it was a part of a Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. 
And and I was I was very 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 pleased with it. Obviously, when we reuse the updated rating system, when we revisit the entire you know, each episode after everything's come out, I already know I'm going to get this a higher score. <laughs> but two point five is the highest I could go without going three during this first run. That's what it gets two point five. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. Um, I also will give it a two point five. I enjoyed it, but like I said, for me, it felt like if this was a three-act movie, this was act two, where everything just kind of settles down for a minute before you go perfect, hugely into the end. So for me, it's a 1-5. Knowing that next week is going to be huge, and um, and it's just, it was good. I mean, I enjoyed it, and it had all the stuff that you guys are talking about, but for me, it was more of a 1-5. Okay. So and, and, and that's that's fair. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> our average between the three of us, this episode scores a two point one six or two point one seven. I'm sorry, two point one seven. Which we're still doing over two, I think, for almost every episode. Uh, we've had one that was below a two. It was either episode three or episode four it was below a two. I, I don't have my iPad up on. I wonder how that happened. Like, <laughs> um, I'll admit it was me. I, I I think I I think I did score. I think I did score one one point five when you guys did two when y'all dropped the twos. I, I want to say it was either episode three or episode four. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Well, after that though, we've only got one episode left. So we've seen seven episodes of Ahsoka. What are we seeing next episode? The end. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think Thrawn makes it back to our part of the galaxy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. What's with Balin? Uh, Does he get left on that planet? I think so. I think he out his days just living on that planet. I, I, I think he does. I think, I think he. Re- so. I think he resides uh, from from everything. You know, just resigns himself from from the galaxy to stay there. And I don't think we're returning to this galaxy at all. So I think he's he's just going to be stuck in this other galaxy. Yeah. Shin's going back. Yeah. As, no, no doubt, Shin's going back. Because you can always, um, they can always go back to telling, they can tell stories of Balin in books and comics and stuff. Yeah. Not have to do live action if they wanted. And, and they and they've and they've had t- and they've had time too to go back and and re re alter the character end after his passing after yeah, Ray Stevenson's passing to. if they had to now before um before the end of next episode do we find out what that cargo is or do they save that for next yes. season I think we, I think I it's saved for next season big, I think that'll be the big reveal at the end okay that'll be the cliffhanger where he whatever those are those crates get opened up yeah because get credits yeah and i think he's gonna say this is you know my new army that i'm building okay um troopers cameos cameos for next next episode (laughs) do we see luke do we see some version of leia no I hope not. I hope not, but I, I don't I think, think so. We might see Luke. I think when we get to the end of this, because Ahsoka and um, especially Ahsoka and Ezra are both Jedi, I think they're missing something if they don't at least stop and talk to Luke for a minute. Uh, no. Save that for season two. Yeah. If anything, I wouldn't mind a Freddie Prince voiceover as Kanan. Yeah. Talking to the three of them. Yeah. Perhaps. About how they get home. How do they get home? I think they hitch a ride on the Star Destroyer somehow. I think that's the only way. 
they'll pull they'll pull an old ghost trick mm-hmm. or a millennium falcon trick mm-hmm. yeah old smuggler's trick uh-huh get onto the mm-hmm. get up into their blind spot patch on and then when they connect to the hyperspace ring they all go home yeah and all of them make it back except maybe balen i think yeah, balen's the only one that doesn't go now yeah, when they go back so. we have shins going back is she taking those um raiders or whoever they are with her those guys in red mm-hmm. i don't they stay on the planet most of them are dead now yeah, most wow. of them aren't there. <laughs> I think they're all dead. Uh-huh. I mean, because even even the leader was killed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say potentially she may take a couple back again. I think they may lead towards the, the formation of the Knights of Ren, or they become her own force, mm-hmm. her own little army. So the so the assassin droids, which is which are working for uh, HK 87s, which are working for Morgan. Yeah, um, and the one. There is a shot from the trailers that we have not seen yet. And where do we see that? Someone holding uh, Anakin Skywalker slash Luke Skywalker's lightsaber on a planet. I don't think we've seen that anywhere. Unless that we were misseeing that. Remember the shot we're ta- I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. They're holding up Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. Original lightsaber. But who was that and where do we see it? Or is that something that just got cut and it's never going to be seen again? That could be possible. Um yeah, but who at this point would have it outside of uh, Mars? Well, as far as we know right now, last time that's been seen, remember, it was on Bespin. 10, 15 years ahead of this. Yeah. The last we saw is still floating out in Bespin somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So do we see the, that shot and where it is? Is that the final shot or like a post credit? <laughs> Maybe a post credit. At, at this point, I don't see how or why it would happen. And and all I can think back to is the trailer for Rogue One that had the um, Tie Fighter, the, the Tie Fighter, yeah, which never made it to the movie. Mm-hmm. Which I wish it did. I kept waiting yeah. for it. Oh, I was so excited. I was like, "Oh, that looks like it's gonna be cool." Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think who else could have potentially grabbed Luke Saber. I'm scrubbing through the um, trailer right now to try to get that shot to see if it is what it looks. You know what I mean? So I'm not sure who. It, I mean, I, we were assuming it was Jason. It may have. Yeah. But how would Jason have gotten it? Yeah. Mm. Exactly. And do we get an explanation for it? Uh, I don't know. I just don't so, remember where that was on the trailer here. It's interesting. Um, it's easy to forget that. So, like when we mentioned when you mentioned earlier about the uh, the um, um, the troop transport shuttles. Yeah, that was the same as it's. It's funny, like when you think about it, you're like yeah, of course it would be those because the last time we saw Thrawn and the gang and and everything, there was rebels. So when you think like he missed everything, he missed. The, the Empire. He missed Darth Vader. He missed. Um, he missed Luke. No, he knew Vader. Remember, he worked with Vader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he he missed like the the whole father son thing and killing the Emperor yeah. and everything. And then, and then you wonder what kind of other technology he might have missed out on that the Empire made, or you know. Yeah. Uh, well, also, you got to think when he launched and they went there, it was only it was less than a year before A New Hope. Mm. So uh, pretty much it was uh, ready to go there. OK, this trailer didn't have that shot in it at all. Let me go here. Yeah. At this point in time, there's so many trailers. It's like, which one was it? I don't, that's on Star Wars or um, what you call it? Um, that's on Disney.com. Or Disney Plus doesn't have it's not in that one. Yeah. So final thoughts, Joe, either on the episode or for the week. 
Final thoughts. Um, I am very excited to see what's going to happen, how this is all going to come together. And uh, and let's hope uh, let's hope it ends being a good ending, which I'm I'm pretty confident it will oh, be. Yeah, it should be. Oh yeah, Ken. Final thoughts? Yeah, just I can't wait for next week, but I'm the, I wish it was a lot longer. Yeah, uh, for me, my final thought. I, I'm going to tie it back because as this episode will drop, we will have had the final cruise of the Halcyon. Um, where's our tickets mike i wish Literally, i wish um so yeah uh i am definitely a lot of mixed emotions still as we're getting closer to that final disembarking on the on the 30th um we're recording on the 27th which is the day before the last cruise starts because uh, the last cruise will start on the 28th at around one o'clock with people embarking onto the ship around 11 um, or no, embarking around one o'clock. Yeah. Um, it, it was, it was a privilege and an honor to be a part of that experience, be a part of that team, be a part of that history. And, uh, I am, I am disappointed with the company for failing it by not marketing it, by not, not giving it a chance, just putting it out there to go, Oh, this is an experiment. See if it works. You knew it was going to work, but, but it was, it felt like it was set up to fail from the start. And this, this, disappointing um i know those who have traveled on it and we've had people on the show who who have been a part of the 275th anniversary of the voyage of the halcyon um which is what the story is when you're on it uh who've done it multiple times and and we've also had people on this but other people who've been on the show who've been on the ship um it 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 was it's life-changing and do you know? Do you know? I don't know if you if you have any knowledge of it, but do you know if they're doing anything particularly and special for the final voyage? Or um, I know Friday, and I wish I could be there. Um, they are doing which Friday is the excursion day from the ship to Batu. There's supposed to be a lot of people who've been on the ship and tied to the ship that will be there as people are coming in or coming off the ship to do their, their uh, excursion on planet. There's going to be a big to do there. And then supposedly afterwards, uh, Saturday night, there's supposed to be some uh, after parties. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, I was again, glad to be part of that history. Um, definitely the biggest project I've ever worked on in my career in entertainment. What, whether it was Disney or not, definitely biggest project I've ever worked on. Uh, and to have that uh, also enshrined into the Disney archives as well uh, with my signature being in the, the book of the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser project that's sitting at the archives uh, is a is a big thing too. So I'm, I'm excited to have that as part of my career. And it's something I, I definitely do not shy away from anymore. Uh, and I really never did shy away from the fact that it was our opening team. Um, I just think it was fun. Here we are, February 2022. And you guys are like, so what's the cruiser like? Cool. I can't say more. It was driving you guys just as nuts as it was driving me that I want to tell you guys, but I can't. And then March 1st, as soon as we open, it's like, so how much are we allowed to talk about now? And then that just opened up the floodgates for that next episode after we open. It's like, okay, let's talk Star Cruiser. Here we go. Um, I, th- I think we had a lot of fun with a lot of that at that time too. 
to me, I think that was more fun than doing our, our preview on uh, Galaxy's Edge. When, when I talked about Galaxy's Edge after my uh, past preview, I think talking about the Stark Resort was a lot more fun. So um, anything else? Sorry to bring it down, guys. <laughs> the Lady H is a, is a very fine ship. She has survived a lot and she will survive this too. Sorry, Ken. I think we covered it all. Then on that note. Gentlemen, sounds like there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2.